I never rush for anything. Whenever people start rushing for anything, I back off. Because my stuff has my name on it. You can't buy it. God said, I held this building for you for seven years. Do you know how many contracts that failed? 21. He held it. Hey, when I'm telling you God is faithful. You don't understand what I'm talking about. It's because you won't give him what he's looking for. Hallelujah. When you honor him, he will honor you. Hallelujah. I told him I'm not starting a ministry on, except God say so. I don't start a ministry because I can preach. I must be sent. He went ahead of me and secured the land. Same thing he told me about my house. He said, I held it for you for four years. <laughs> One of those situations was so dramatic that on the day of closing, the wife of the man lost her job for him to hold it for me. God said, I will give people for you. You're thinking a house. He said, I will even give up their life for you because you matter to me. Amen. You will help me get my job on the earth that's why I'm afraid of no devils I have an assignment they held it for four years so when God goes ahead of me that's what he told Israel I've already searched out the land for you he started describing it for them but they couldn't get the vision you think that's only Israel's problem it's our problem you don't have the concept of what God has for you. Do you know what's amazing? Yet, you preach it to others. And tell them about all the wonderful things God has for them. But you are, you are blind as a bat. When it comes to your own life, all you see is the trouble in front of you. And I'm telling you, that trouble must pass. Dress them down today. Dismiss them. My heart must be fully assured. Amen. That's a true heart. So when you come to fellowship with God, you don't detect anything contrary to him in your heart. Because God is not looking at your face or your outside. He said, no, 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 no. I'm searching your heart. I told you one guy was praying for hours and hours and hours. First of all, he's in rebellion. I told him what God said. He refused. He said, well, I'm just as much of a man of God as you are. So, well, fine, then. Where's your house? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I had a minister that was giving me grief. I developed all the nine fruits of the Holy Spirit from him alone. <laughs> I'm telling you the truth. Even one day, the Bobby almost jumped him. I had to scream to get him out of the Marine. That guy came and said, you know, he was smelling urine on the altar. This altar. 
Can you believe this devil? And when he came to tell me he was leaving, uh, and the wife was saying, you know, this is, this is a terrible thing, you know, there are two men of God. I said, hmm. She said, what do you mean? I said, no, there's only one man of God here. Amen. They said that that thing hurt him for years. I said, good. Up to now, I think it finally dawned on him that he's an air-conditioned repairman, and that's it. I'm going to fill the New York Stadium. I say, you, you will not fill a storefront. <laughs> anyway, moving right along. This guy, this guy, I told him, listen, the job forgave you. They said, come back, but we're not going to give you back to you. I said, take the job. He refused. And he started praying seven, eight hours a day. I don't know this generation. He did that for a whole year. And then the ad administrator came, or arbitrator, and looked at the case and still ruled against him. This time he was fired completely. But now, why did I mention him? He said he was, and amazingly, he told me this, but it never dawned on him what the reality was. He said he was praying and travailing and praying in the middle of the night. And God said to him, if I did not know men's hearts, you would have deceived me by your many words. He didn't even know that they were telling him you're a reject. And he told me the story. You know, if he had recognized what happened to him, at least pride would have kept him from telling me that. But he told me that blind, he didn't know what a state he was in. And was walking around in the wilderness. Now I get you all <laughs> solemn. Watch. What is the condition of your heart? What testimony will God give concerning your heart? Can your heart produce a breakthrough? He said, keep your heart with all diligence. Yes. For out of it are the issues of life. He said, you give birth to things. That's why Satan wants you to meditate on the hurt, on the bitterness, on who did this, and who did that. So you can be impregnated with chaos. And everywhere you go, even in your driving, and you don't know all that is coming from within you. You are responding wrongly to the same thing we're all going through. Somebody else ignored it, but here you're screaming and cursing and banging on the horn. Ba, 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 ba. Then take now Jesus saved off your car. Remove the fish sign if, if that's what you're going to be doing. Because you're giving him a bad name. What testimony will God bear of your heart? It's an invitation. Draw near. He has done everything he needs to do. Amen. It is my honor to search him out. Amen. And I love it. Many times I wait on God. I spend time praying, reading my word. I hear nothing. I see nothing. That's what throws some of you off. But I know he is faithful. Amen. He will reward those that Amen. put in the time 
Forget your own indices or how you measure whether you got something or you didn't get something. Just put in the time. Amen. Honor him Amen. by waiting on him Amen. and see how he will respond. Amen. All the time you spend worrying. Why don't you spend it praying? Reading your word. And win in the realm of the spirit. So you can win in the natural. Amen. For when he seeth you in secret. Hallelujah. Let me just finish reading it and we'll come in with the Lord. I got so much more. But there's next Sunday. And the next Sunday. Watch. He says, by a new and living way which he had consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say his flesh, and having an high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience. You see, you see your heart needs to be sprinkled for all you newbies at Resurrection House. You don't plead the blood of Jesus. You hear preachers saying that. You will not find any such phrase in the word of God. A pleading is for something that is not, hasn't been decided. You are asking, you are begging for something. No, the blood has been shed. The blood met God's standard for righteousness for all humanity. You don't plead it. You use it as a weapon. Amen. You sprinkle the blood. Amen. The Bible calls it in the New Testament. The blood of sprinkling. Amen. Go and teach preachers. Every time I'm in a meeting. Somebody's going to say. And Lord we plead the blood. We were in the meeting. Last night. And all the people that called to pray, they were more concerned about the demon than the God they're praying to. They're always talking about the demons. We put them on notice. Why, why are you bothered about demons? Demons should be terrified in entering the meeting when the glory is flowing because God has filled the house. He said when Isaiah saw him, he says his train filled the temple and there was no room left. Hey, God, God, God knows how to be majestic. Come on, you ladies get married, and then you have your train, and it stops right about there, and they're helping you to carry it. He said, God entered the temple, and they started folding the train until he filled the whole temple, and there was no room left for anybody else. Even that is a, a humility act for him to come to a temple. Hey, I told you, he told me, he said, son, I'm satisfied with myself. I, only have, I asked you to praise me for your own good. Amen. If you don't praise me, you can better me. Amen. You can only better me in your life. Amen. Did you hear what I just said? Amen. These are mysteries that I'm spitting out. Amen. You can improve on God. You can't make him bigger. You can't make him greater. You can't make him larger. You can only improve on him in your own experience. You make him larger in your life. You make him greater in your life. But he's thoroughly satisfied. 
to fall in love with him. There's nothing he won't give you. <laughs> There's nothing he won't give you. Say your, your heart sprinkled from an evil conscience. God hates that. What is that? Your experiences in sin taught you things. Then you bring it into the kingdom. And when faith is being preached to you, your negative experiences are lying to you. You can't trust anyone. But you brought it from the street. You say your heart needs to be sprinkled from an evil conscience. Have you seen people? They, they have a sin consciousness. Everywhere they are, they're always sniffling for sin. They're always seeing every devil under every rock. I said, do you see angels? Do you see the glory? You have an evil conscience. He says, your heart needs to be sprinkled. So that you can get free and become a new man. So you don't get saved and still living in the street. Many times through the years, people that have an evil conscience won't leave me alone. They're always trying to show, Do you, did you see that? Did you notice that? Did you? I said, what are you doing seeing all this? I'm so busy listening to God. Have you, I said, have you read Isaiah 11? Maybe I'll read it to you next Sunday. He gave you the seven dimensions of the anointing. That the Lord Jesus has. The seven spirits of God. And one of them he says. He don't judge by the sight of his eyes. Amen. Decisions come from the throne. I don't go sniffling for things. One time. Young lady got married. None of a sudden people wouldn't let me rest. If you calculate. the day of her, From the day of her wedding. To this delivery. It's not quite nine months. That means that she was pregnant. I said, well, why are you calculating? Amen. Who sent you? Amen. Even God attended the wedding and blessed it. Amen. Why are you busy? What are you trying to prove? Amen. Who's God? Who, which God sent you? Amen. If anybody should have been concerned, it should have been me. I said, well, so you sat down and plotted the wedding day. <laughs> so all the people that the baby came early, got pregnant before time. An evil conscience. Everywhere you look, you find them fall. Amen. You're looking at them. You're looking at them. With all the glory flowing, yet snakes everywhere. Yeah. And I refuse to join them in the garden. I ain't listening. Mm -mm. God did not send me to find out what is wrong with everybody. God sent me to heal the people. To deliver the people. Even if you conceive before time, the grace on me should heal the curse. It's crazy. 
an evil conscience. He said it should be sprinkled. It should leave you. It should leave you. So you can leave the street back there. Wow. A conscience is your soul's response to circumstance. You are sensitized to things based on the program. That's why somebody who doesn't have it don't notice anything. And you have to continue to point it out. Don't you see that when Satan came to the garden, he went to the woman. So that's what I keep warning you, lady. Stop it. Stop trying to show your husband things. Do you see that? Do you see that? Shut the devil talking to you up. Stop trying to drag him into something. Because you are accustomed to it, so when you finish, you move on and forgotten it, and now the man is dealing with it. Because we don't have grace for that stuff. And then in this generation, we have so many men acting like women. They're joining the women too. You know this one, that you know that one, you know that. Hallelujah. I just get away from you before I give you a slap offering. Because I'm too busy. I have so many things to do. I'm trying to hear from God. I have to hear from God on my feet. If people are coming to me with all kinds of questions and answers. I don't have time. Get free from an evil conscience. So the next one, your body washed with pure water. If you go to Africa and those places in Nigeria, you see people selling pure water. <laughs> Why? The water is all messed up. <laughs> and some of the ones that are selling you as pure water, they got from the tap. <laughs> it's not as pure as they claim. But watch now. He says, now, this is something we don't practice in marriage. He says that the woman should be washed with the word. Meaning, when your wife is acting up, you read scriptures to her to cleanse her from that thing. He said, now, your body should be washed with pure water. That's why you read the the scriptures. Then when it touches your heart, it cleans even your physical body. He said, sickness and disease will leave your body. He said that the word of God is healing to all your flesh. It's just that we're not programmed with it enough. We're programmed with the circumstance. Your body should be washed with pure water. That's why you read it. You read it. You read it. Have you accepted the invitation? Or did you just RSVP? And we're still waiting on the day you will sell out and get in the glory realm. Where I was last night, I knew that the average income in that place most people there made over a hundred thousand dollars. And I was telling them, I say, see, is this your check? You think it's all that? Said the realm of glory beats you. Amen. I said, You're thinking you're all of that. That's why you can't worship. I told him I went to a meeting. The the moderator, they spent fifteen minutes introducing him. I said, Well, how long will we take to introduce the Lord then? If you are that big. So I made sure I was not introduced. I'm the preacher. He's just the MC. <laughs> and they kept talking about this and all his accomplishments and, and they're praising him. I said, the church is lost. 
The church is for the Lord Jesus. Amen. Not for any of us. We're worshiping, and that's why he said, I want to keep that cross there. So you never forget what I did for you. It's for him. Once you lose focus off of him, you're done. Demons will be kicking you around, and God will not say or do anything. But if you fall in love with him, (laughs) glory to God. There's nothing. There's nothing God will not give you. You won't ask him. He will give you more than you can ask. Let me ask you this morning. Is God worthy of your total and complete trust? Is he worthy of your total and complete confidence? Then you give it to him. Come on, pray right now. Just ask him, Lord, wherever my heart is not perfect, fix it now. By the blood of Jesus, by the blood of sprinkling, cause my heart to get right. Whatever I've turned away, I've allowed life to drive me from you. Bring me back. Bring me back. Bring me back. Bring me back. I want to know what apostle is talking about. I want to get those tears. I want the joy of the Lord to be my own strength too. I want to see your face fathering me, honoring me, blessing me. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for resurrection. Thank you, Lord, for answering the prayers of your people in their seats. Thank you for every life you're bringing back to the throne this morning. We celebrate all resurrected spirits today. Thank you for the miracles that will begin in these homes. Oh, we give you praise. Bless this bread and the wine, oh Lord. Consecrate it for our deliverance. We receive it by faith. In Jesus' name. Beloved, have you heard that old song? I keep falling in love with him, falling in love with him over and over again. I keep falling in love with him, falling in love with him over and over again. He gets sweeter and sweeter as the days go by. Oh, what a love between my Lord and Master. Keep falling in love with him, falling in love with him over and over again. Have you heard that song? You need to find it. Everything's on YouTube these days. You're going to find some group singing it. That's where all the blessings lie. God is looking for a perfect heart. A true heart, he will show himself strong on your behalf on this earth, this kingdom that Satan rules. The Bible says that even one day, it will become the kingdom of our God. But right now, by holy unctions, 
and revelations, we enter into those territories and win over Satan and his children. There is nothing God will not give to you when your heart loves him. There's nothing. The problem is many times, because God doesn't listen to what you're saying, you're not even paying attention to what you're doing. He's searching your heart. When he searches your heart, he uses whatever he finds there to determine how he relates to you. <clears throat> While you're practicing your religion and proffering these things, I, I, I heard of a revelation where this lady had died and she was carrying a fold of all the things she did for God. And every time she pulled one out, even angels and even demons were covering their nose because everything was thinking. <laughs> You're doing all these things for God, but you didn't have a heart for him. How do we know? Because when something crosses you, you treat his stuff as if it's not his stuff. You bring it down to you and a man. That's why you can attack your ministry. Because you think the man is wrong. But you don't know that it's Jesus you're attacking. That's why many of you will be shocked where you're going to end up. Because it says, if you're not with me, you're against me. Have you considered where your heart is? The number to call is 770-994-3777. The, the glory of resurrection, the grace of resurrection is coming to you. These things are life-changing. I just feel like the glory is coming down to arrest all satanic gains in your life. In one swoop. Boom. To turn it the right way, the right side up. <laughs> he is faithful, I promise. Your father Abraham proved it in spite of his pain. You know, 10 years into the promised land, he made the Hagar mistake. He added 15 years to the wait before Isaac was born. But he didn't change anything. <laughs> he just delayed things. And the grace of God still caught on. You are a son of Abraham. You are a daughter of Abraham. And you ladies, you should have learned from resurrection by now. You are not the daughters of Eve anymore. You are the daughters of Sarah. <laughs> she went from being a manipulator to the woman of faith, the mother of nations. We celebrate the grace and the glory of God, the transformation that occurs in our lives when you become a son of destiny. And when your heart is towards God and his kingdom, and you will never lift a hand against God because of somebody's offense. No. He that is not with me is against me. Many of you are the enemies of the kingdom of God. And then if you read Philippians 3, it tells you that many are the enemies of the cross of Christ. Enemies twofold. How can you be in the church and God finds you as an enemy twice? And you're still speaking in tongues. And you haven't looked at his word to make corrections. May God save you. Call that prayer line today. And then put a seed in the ground that will release a breakthrough in your life. This is not the run-of-the-mill run stuff everybody's telling you to be a partner or so. No, no, resurrection is something. Put your seed down. Your life will not remain the same. I decree that glory will come to you. Breakthrough will come to you. Miracles are happening in your life. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. amen. We'll see you tomorrow.
Peace. Peace.